Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your hands. Let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work Ram Zone. I hope you're never the same. Stacy Geyer with Senior Helpers Tampa Bay and Rod Amicone. These two are good friends of mine. What they do every day, they do as professionals. And I wanted you to hear from them because they're real people who've had an experience with Jesus Christ and want to share it with the audience. You know, Rod and Stacy. I just want to make sure that you guys have an opportunity just to share from your hearts as to how Christ has impacted you. Stacy, why don't you start off? How did you come to know Jesus? It started out in high school for me. I had the Lord had put a good friend of mine who was a Christian, and she just—I don't know—she just had a joy about her that I wanted to have. I came from kind of a rough childhood, and and I wanted what she had, um, but I didn't accept the Lord right away. Um, she planted the seed. Several people watered it, and when I was very pregnant during nine eleven, and when that all happened I knew we needed God in our lives um, my husband and I and so after the birth of my daughter we decided to go back to the church that we had gotten married in and just in going every Sunday um, started developing my relationship with the Lord and just the people he put in my life to guide me down the right path so it was never a, a one moment thing where I realized okay I, I absolutely know the Lord it, it took a lot of time for me and just him working out a lot of issues in my life that he's still working on. <laughs> yeah, isn't that the case? Rob, what about you? How did you come to know Jesus? Well, thanks for having me today, uh, Jim. 
you know, it was about uh, eight years ago, uh, my sister-in-law had uh, come to find the Lord. You know, we attended church on a regular basis and uh, had sent our kids to uh, Christian schools. And, and uh, you know, we, we didn't have that personal relationship, but through continued prayer and, and um, just the, the feeling of uh, having to, to generate more and more um, emotion with the Lord, um, we kept praying for more salvation. So about eight years ago, the Lord uh, kind of came through the family, so to speak, my sister-in-law first, uh, to my wife, and then uh, to myself and my son. And we were actually uh, baptized at the same time uh, in, in church together. Uh, so it was a, a very joyous day. Um, but just just a, a feeling that uh, something was missing and, uh, and through additional prayer and uh, I think the, uh, the urging of family members to look deeper, um, that's how we... Uh, you know, we, my son and I actually at this point, my, my wife had found the Lord about a year before me, um, that we kind of, uh, you know, had decided to give our life to him. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so important that we, you know, that we make sure we communicate that message. What you guys have just said, we talk about that emptiness that we've got inside of ourselves, and we're all born that way. And there's only one thing that can fill that emptiness. A lot of people try to fill it with money and possessions and with a career or popularity or you know, whatever it may be. But the only thing that, that gives that contentment is that relationship with Jesus Christ. Talk about, Stacey, are you involved in any kind of ministry? Just a few. <laughs> we, um, my husband and I help out at uh, Good News Club at the Ridgecrest Elementary um, in Largo. We've helped out with Awana in the past, primarily children's ministries. Uh, starting next year, I will be coaching my daughter's cheerleading team, which is um it's formed out of a Christian organization, a Christian cheerleading organization. So at every competition, the message is given. Um, people do come to know the Lord. It's it's really a neat way to affect lives. Um, and I recently just got back from a mission trip um, to the Middle East. Awesome. Rob, what kind of ministry opportunities have you been able to be involved in? Well, I've done uh, family financial counseling uh, at our mm, church, awesome. and uh, especially with the trying times that uh, we had over the past several years, uh, it was, it was much, a very gratifying uh, work that we were doing at the church. Um, in addition to that, um, a part of a clean water uh, project team to provide clean water to uh, um, the underprivileged in Africa, and uh, also uh, did some upward basketball leagues, uh, coached in them uh, for several years. Enjoy that just a ton with the the guys and the gals uh, coming out to uh, learn basketball in a, in a Christian setting um, is, is very, very enjoyable. Besides that, I'm a, I'm a member of the Rotary Club, and even though it's not a Christian organization, um, just locally and, and internationally with just so many good works and just glad to be a part of that group, too. Yeah, it's cool. If, if we could just help people drill wells all around the world, they'd have that fresh water be so nice. All right, so you know, how has your faith impacted your business? Rob, why don't you go first? How has is, how is your faith in Christ impacted who you are on a day-to-day basis? I think uh, I try to to find a connection, a spiritual connection with my clients, um, especially if they come into my office. Um, you're in a setting there where you, you have the opportunity to really 
to really discuss things in a, in a one-on-one setting versus, you know, sometimes I'll go to their house and whatnot. But the unfortunate thing about that is there's distractions. Um, so what I try to do is, is, is find a, a common ground. Um, and then in that regard, they know that they can trust me um, as it relates to what they're looking for um, in their business decisions uh, because I have the same faith as many of them. Not many times I don't, but then we have discussions about that too, which I think uh, – you're, you're, I'm extending a, a hand to them or an olive, olive branch, if you would say so. Stacy, what about you? For me, I would have to say it would be um, compassion and patience. In our business, we deal with a lot of people that are going through very difficult situations with trying to get care for their parents, and their parents are maybe not open to that care. So there's a lot of patience and compassion that comes into play there, and just being able to walk people through very difficult situations, I think without my faith would be very hard to to deal with sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it is, it's so important because every day we, we seem to get caught up in the minutia of our day-to-day jobs and it's so hard sometimes to just realize, okay, the people in front of us, they may not know about Jesus. We may have the answer that they've been looking for. We got to sometimes dig through that and find out. It, and it's amazing. Stacy, you're working with, you're working with people that are uh, uh, helping their parents out. And you know, Rod, you're working with people that are dealing with all kinds of lifelong issues. People are struggling, they, and they need the answers. We have in our studio today Stacy Geyer with Senior Helpers Tampa Bay and Rod Amicone with Rod Amicone Insurance in the studio. They're right here in front of us. In our first section of the show, we talked with Stacy and Rod about how Christ impacted their lives and started to talk about how it affected their business and how they operate their business. I want to jump in specifically and talk about their businesses because that's one of the reasons I want to have them out here. You know, these guys are sponsors of my show. They're big friends of mine. What are you doing on a day-to-day? basis. So Rod, listen, you're an insurance agent. You specialize in life insurance, disability insurance, and health insurance. Mm -hmm. How do you use these products to protect families and businesses? Well, insurance is a it's a cornerstone of financial planning. Um, you know, you have to you have to plan. It's not just about selling insurance. You have to be a planner when it comes to it. So, you know, the protection part of it is is it's it's a key for folks. It's not about today. It's about the future. It's not about what you know right now. It's about the unknown in the future. You know, health insurance has become <laughs> almost like a swear word in our society today with the whole Obamacare thing that people haven't even figured out yet. Nobody really knows what it's going to cost us. But I know I talk to business owners every day and they are freaked out about it because of the cost and the burden. It is. It's overwhelming. How are you dealing with that? How are businesses and individuals coping with this unknown? Well, quite frankly, you really hit it on the head. It's uh, how, you know, most folks are saying, "How is it going to affect me?" Uh, from the individual standpoint, um, you know, the folks that had been thinking about it for for years have, have started to already go ahead and get the insurance because it's something that they feel that they needed anyway and put off. The business owner is quite different. You know, the rules kind of keep changing as it stands <laughs> right now, and uh, you know, until something's set, and there's exchanges, there's lots of details and information that has to still come out. The so bottom line is, you know. When you get to next year, everybody's going to have to have insurance. That's really just the bottom line. Now, the business owner set that you're talking about depends what size business you are. The 50-plus businesses, the less than 50, then there's different criteria to qualify for it. You know, they're going to couple uh, part-time employees together. It's going to be very difficult on them. But we can walk them through it and uh, give it to them in simple layman's terms to help them out uh, with their decision-making process. So if there's a business owner out there who is still really need, they need information on 
on setting up a health insurance plan for their business or to talk about how it should look next year, that's somebody that you would love to talk to. Absolutely. Uh, you know, what we do is we, we provide employee benefits uh, solutions to different firms. Uh, and it doesn't matter if it's a two-person company or a hundred-person company uh, as far as employees go. So absolutely, those are, those are folks that uh, we can talk to. We can kind of hold their hand, so to speak, and, and work through things for them. Perfect. Now, let's talk about disability insurance. Who should be buying disability insurance? Uh, interesting question, because uh, you don't need disability insurance until you need it. Um, so really, what, what happens with that, it's, it's someone who's trying to replace income that they couldn't otherwise replace. And, and what I mean by that is um, you, you have an income source, and you're let's say you're the major wage earner in the family. Um, you should have disability insurance in case something were to happen to you. You don't need to have 100% of your salary because there's not going to be taxes taken out of it. But you need to look at, uh, do I need 50%? Do I need 75%? Or if you're a stay-at-home um, mom, you may still need disability insurance, too, because if you're taking care of three kids, who's going to do that while you're while you're uh, unable to take care of them? Ooh, that's it, the it, toughest job out there. Exactly. So it's really something that needs to be looked at for, for most folks. All right. One of my biggest pet peeves, and, and something that I have, you know, Stacy's heard me talk about it. You know, I taught Crown Ministries for a number of years, and the thing I've noticed more than anything is that not enough families have life insurance. I mean, there's so many of them are without life insurance. Talk to me about life Life insurance, yo. Does the average family have enough? Uh, not generally. I mean, typically, it, you'll find so many times, like you said, don't have any. And uh, once again, it gets back to what's the situation that you need it for? Is it uh, to replace the income of a wage earner? Uh, some, you know, if you have life insurance, um, do you have enough? Uh, many times, folks feel that uh, you know I've got uh, fifty thousand dollars or whatever the number is at their work. Um, how fast will fifty thousand dollars go away after you're no longer around? Just like that, mm -hmm, exactly. really fast. You know, I, I read in Reader's Digest back in 1991 a, a saying that I put on the back of every letter that I. I sent back in the days when I was selling life insurance, and it's if every widow knew, what if every family knew? I screwed it up. If every family knew what every widow knows, no family would be without life insurance. Yeah, I, I mean you just can't have zero. At the very least, you have to have something. And and the key with that is you know have a review done. Uh, you know we're not gonna. I'm not a I'm not a salesperson. You know I'm a planner, and we'll plan if if you, and we'll give you the numbers, and then if you can work it into your budget, because that's really what it comes down to. Can we budget all of these things into our life? All right, absolutely. All right, Stacy, we'll start talking about you, senior helpers. Tell the audience what you do. We provide care for for seniors who need help, uh, a little bit of extra help around the house. Um, maybe they have a hard time going out and grocery shopping or getting to appointments or managing those appointments. Um, we can help out with all of those things, including bathing and incontinence care. Um, typically, when people bring us on, they are in crisis, though, so usually um, it, it's more than just the helping hand, and, and they're needing more um, help with bathing and incontinence care. So it, isn't it, you're not typically dealing with the senior that needs the help. Aren't you typically dealing with the kids who are having to help with their parents? It, it definitely, usually it's the children of the person who needs care that are calling us. Um, something's happened to mom or dad. Maybe they're coming out of a rehab center. They're not able to transition very easily into the home. So they need help initially coming out of that rehab center. So that's, that's something we can do. Who's your typical client? Um, really anyone... Uh, 
anyone who's having trouble getting things done around the house. Um, okay. Can I call you? <laughs> you can if you want. Um, but usually it's a lot of the people that we're seeing coming up um, that we're caring for have some sort of dementing illness. Um, we do a lot of work with families that have a parent that has dementia, some sort of Alzheimer's or another dementing illness. We provide education for the families, for our caregivers who are going into the home, um, because it's not easy to always deal with these people that are suffering these types of illnesses. So are you just helping people in their homes or do you go other places and help them? No, we actually have quite a few clients in assisted living facilities. Um, We have gone in when people have been admitted to the hospital and can provide sitting services. Um, Sometimes the families are out of state, so they just need somebody there while they're in the hospital or in a rehab center. Uh, Something else that we can do too, um, a lot of times there comes a point in time where the people are not able to stay in their home any longer. We can help them transition into an assisted living facility where maybe we might help them coordinate the move with the moving company and then have a caregiver there with them the first month or so so that they can get acclimated and and really thrive in that environment because it's hard going into a facility when you've been independent in your home. So why would I choose senior helpers over one of the other uh, helping companies, senior helping companies out there? (laughs) There are a lot of us in this area. Um, I feel like we offer a really great education for our caregivers and for the families involved. Um, So I feel like that right there helps set us apart. Just the education piece and the fact that we do focus on dementia care and there are so many seniors the numbers are increasing every year uh, with seniors who are struggling with that disease now I, I think the biggest thing is we're all sitting here at this table we all have older parents and it's one of those things where I, I hope my parents live to be 150 but I know that they won't and I know someday they're going to need some help and, and finding that right caregiver somebody you can trust is so critical we have Stacy Geyer with Senior Helpers Tampa Bay and Rod Amacone with Rod Amacone Insurance in the studio with us today in case you missed the first half of the show, Stacey and Rod have shared how Christ has impacted their lives and affected how they operate in their businesses. Also, in the last segment, we talked about them as show sponsors and what they do in their business, how Stacy works in just making seniors' lives easier by helping their kids take care of mom and dad so that there's a little less stress in the family. And Rod talked about health insurance and disability insurance and life insurance and how that's really something he just helps people work through. It's not something that it has to be a stressful situation, but we need to evaluate what are our needs. And with health insurance being so confusing, it's something we definitely got to deal with. Both Stacey and Rod are dealing with those kinds of issues. We're also dealing with disability and and having that impact who we are. And in life insurance, every family needs a life insurance plan. All right. So here's the questions. I want to talk today about when work and family collide and how do we deal with that? So you're both very family oriented. What do you do when your work and your family collide? Who wins, work or family? Stacy? Usually it's family. Um, but again, the Lord is not done working with me. So um, there have <laughs> been times <laughs> where work has come before my family and, and it caused a lot of strife in my marriage with the kids. Um, just everything feels out of balance when I'm not focused on God and focused on putting the family first. And how do you gain that balance? What do you do to actually gain a little bit of that balance? How do you have you figured out just any hints? For me, I really love um, 
to incorporate our kids into our business and get them involved. Uh, they've been in the office helping us stuff envelopes or put um, marketing materials together. We had a birthday party for one of our care or one of our clients. I'm sorry, who is um, 98 years old, and we had the kids come to the birthday party with us. It was a lot of fun and. They get to see what we do, and I think that helps them understand what we do and why we do it, and and that has helped. Hmm. Rob, what about you? When 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 your work and family? I, I know you've got a son who plays baseball, so you're dealing with baseball tournaments every weekend. Sure. You're, you you've got baseball practices, and I know he really enjoys it. I know you really enjoy watching him. So, what do you do when your work and your family collide? Because I know it's not a perfect balance. No, it never seems to be. Uh our dynamic is a little different because uh you know when when he signs up and he's committed to playing in those games and tournaments and whatnot then that becomes a situation where we need to have more mom time uh because uh you're you're on the road so much because he travels to play in those games uh so it's it's difficult i'd say i'm probably we're probably about 80 20 and i wish it was 100 percent family but uh it's probably 80 percent uh uh you know family for us first and then about 20 percent where you know we'll have to have uh the time for the work and uh and and i try to try to do my best and uh, i think most people out there try but uh it's still work in progress you know, our days when we wake up in the morning, it is such a danger to just get up and just start running. I mean, I'm one of those guys that the minute if I get out of bed, the world's in trouble. I have to start my day just being quiet with the Lord. I need to spend my time in prayer before I even get out of bed because my mind starts to roll. How do you guys find it easier to get all of the things done that you need to get done during the day? What do you what, what do you guys what kind of what kind of things are you doing to make sure that you're you're maintaining your spiritual balance as well as your work and your family balance? Stacy? I typically have to have my quiet time in the evening because it helps me shut my brain down. If I don't, then my brain is going a million miles a minute, can't sleep. Um, But I also have been blessed to um, have some great people in my life, great Sunday school teacher, um, and also a great uh, mentor that I meet with once a week, a spiritual mentor that really, um, it just helps so much to know she's praying for me and just guiding me through um, different aspects of my life and answering questions for me as needed. Um, and, And it's just been so special that God has put her in my life. Rob, what about you? Uh, I think that's excellent that she has a, a spiritual mentor, and uh, I, I I think that's wonderful. My wife and I typically try to set aside time, especially in the evening after the, you know, the, the tucked into bed and all of the uh, dishes are cleaned up and all those types of things to try to to, to have a little bit of uh, alone time, uh, not just with the Lord, but also for us, uh, because I think it's all encompassing, uh, you know, to, to be right with everybody. And that's what we try to do. That's one of the things we, we really, imp- when we work with, the, my wife and I work with a lot of married couples, and that's the first thing we encourage is that every day you got to have some time every day to sit and talk. And then we encourage our married couples to pray together because it's, we've, we've got to be on the same page as the Lord. And if we're going to try to do, you know, we're called our number one ministry as a married couple in Christ is to our children. And we got to be on the same page. And so that, that's great. I mean, it's it's so important. I find I just can't get out of bed. Otherwise, the Lord takes a second seat. So I have to really start very early. When he, he wakes me up at 629 every day, and I get up and I just start praying because I have to make sure I cover myself. All right. So why is it that our children feel cheated sometimes when our work takes over our lives? Rob, what do you think? You know, the 
the thing with kids, I think, is uh, they don't understand the dynamics involved with being a parent and having the, the job, uh, to have the family time commitment. And then, you know, as I mentioned earlier, my son goes to a Christian school, and, and they have devotion at school, but I don't think they fully realize that you need that time, too. Uh, and I think that that's one of the things with kids is they don't realize what, uh, everything's all-encompassing and, um, you know, time is limited. Uh, yeah, that's that's kind of my thought. Stacy, now you, you've got two girls, and they're extremely bright, and, and they – I know that we've enjoyed your kids a tremendous amount. How do you... Have your kids ever said, Mom, I'm feeling cheated? I, you know, I I don't want to brag, but they, they haven't. I, I mean, I feel like maybe even to my detriment, I do pour a lot of time into my children. Um, as you know, I took on homeschooling my girls this year, and... Um, it's it's helped because my husband and I haven't mentioned this earlier in the show, but my husband and I are in this business together. So I've been able to cut back my hours that I work to be able to spend a lot of time with them. Um, I think sometimes, though, that forces my husband to take on more hours, which I do think that sometimes they do feel cheated out of their dad from time to time. And I know Rod had kind of mentioned you, you feel a little bit 80-20. And, and I think that does fall back more on on the husbands, on the dads, than, than it does the mothers. Um, and I, I know it's got to be hard. Well, I mean, all we want to do is provide. You know, that yes. as, as husbands, we're to protect and provide. And when we feel like we can't, which in the last six years has been tough. You know, Rod's in sales. I mean, he's not in sales. He's in, well, you said you weren't a sales guy, but he still he sells insurance products. You know, I sell IT products. It's been tough. It's been tough out there. And you feel like you need to work more in order to be able to get the job done to pay the bills because the bills are still there, even though the economy was in the tank. It's been tough. Absolutely, it's uh, it, you know as, as you try, you're meeting with people. I'm meeting with people. It, it's always a, what's the bottom line. <laughs> what's the bottom line? I have cash, but I'm not spending it on what you're selling. That's what the, all right, all right. The prophet Daniel, you know, he he had a choice when he was taken to Babylon, and he was chosen to be one of those really a, a, a prefect within Babylon. He had a choice to make, and and. They were asking him to eat meat, sacrifice to idols. They were asking him to do things that really were a compromise of his conscience. And so he had to make a choice to, okay, do I do, so, do I do the right thing even if it costs me everything? Because really what they were saying is, that, hey, if you don't do what we ask you to do, we're going to kill you. So how do we balance that in our work life? How do we do the right thing even if it may cost us something? And in your case, it may be a lost sale or, you know, how do we balance that? That's a tough one, Rod. How do you, when you look at doing the right thing when it may cost you something? I, I think that you have to be the consistent with what you do, and just if you're if you always do the right thing, then you can't go wrong, and that's the the easiest way to do it. Uh, you know, as I mentioned before, planning is a lot of what I do, and uh, you know, we, certain folks go ahead and do a fiduciary license. I went and did that because it's it's exactly what was the right thing to do. It says you will do what's best for your client at all times. Stacy, what about you? I agree. I think even if it does cost you in the short term, in the long term, it really is not going to cost you. It, it's going to help build your reputation as somebody who has integrity, who is someone who is good to work with, um, people can trust you. And I think if you're constantly trying to blur the lines before between what's right and wrong, it, people learn that about you. It, it becomes very apparent that you're a dishonest person. 
Mm. And, and, I, and I found that in my own work life, that is, if you always do the right thing, if you always put other people's needs above your needs, it will come back to benefit you in your business. It is always a payoff. You know, nobody ever gets to the end of their life and wishes they could have spent more time at work. Nobody on their deathbed does that. We've been talking to Stacy Geyer with Senior Helpers Tampa Bay and Rod Amicone with Rod Amicone Insurance. They're both live here in the studio with us today. We're discussing how we balance our family and work lives when they collide. And we ended the last segment with the comment that I made. You know, nobody gets to the end of their life and wishes they could have spent more time at work. You know, how do you respond to that, Rod? <laughs> so true. Uh, at, at no time have I ever said, oh, my gosh. I can't wait to go back to work at nine at night or 10 at night when the kids and the family are there. Um, so I, I, I fully agree with that. It's, uh, uh, you know, spiritually, we have eternity. Work's just a small portion of the time right now. It is so hard to balance it because I'm a workaholic, but I love to work. Work is fun for me. And as part of that provider, protector, I enjoy being in the office, getting a project done. There's nothing I like better than getting a pile off of my desk. Stacy, what about you? I mean, a, a woman looks at things a little bit differently because they're built differently by God. So how do you how do you react to that? Nobody gets to the end of their life and wishes they could have spent more time at work. How do you react to that? It, it's true. I mean, just in the business that we're in, working with seniors and, and people nearing the end of their lives, you sometimes see that remorse where maybe they put more hours in at work and not as much time in with their family. A lot of people that were... Um, caring for have gone through the depression area era i'm sorry so you know it it is it's just you do see that a lot and and it's a constant reminder to me to my husband to make sure that we keep our priorities straight on what they should be yeah that's what the value of that every 15 you know every night getting 15 20 minutes getting the same page it's so important you know we both we we all can identify people who have uh, been the results of a tragedy if somebody just worked too much we've seen uh families you know, just implode. You know, when work and family collide, work one out instead of family. You know, and, and you know, if there's a statement, if he wins the world but loses his family, what does he gain? John Maxwell. That's he said that. How many examples can you give me of people who just said, "Nope, I'm gonna work, 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 work. I'm providing for my family. I want them to have everything that I never had as a kid." What do you? What's what's the downside of that? Uh, I I think that uh, the downside can be is. In the end, they were provided for well, they had a good upbringing, but the things that typically their family misses is the fact that they weren't around more. Right, but but don't you see that it affects marriages though too? I mean, I oh, see I see sure. a lot of marriages just implode because the husband or the wife they're working all the time. They're not investing in the family. Yeah, they have everything. They got everything they ever wanted, but what they really wanted was time with mom and dad. Stacy, what do you, what do you see? You see a lot of children that are hurt and angry over it. Um, you see marriages, like you said, um, just falling apart. And it's it's so hard because you see so many marriages in crisis right now. And it, it really is just a lack of focus on God, whether it be work or something else that's distracting them off that focus, where if they focused on God, everything else will line up the way it's supposed to. Mm. And it's, but it's, it's work. That doesn't just come easy, though, does it? No, you know, priorities. What, what's your priority list? And uh, too many folks have work as the number one priority, not God, not their family. You know, it's work. And then it shows. That's, that's why the divorce rate's 50%. 
Right. Can't agree more. It's actually higher. Did you know that now the statistic is that first time Christian marriages end 60% in divorce now, which is just sad. All right. The last question before we, we head into our book highlights segment. Is it realistic for someone who claims to be a Christ follower to be able to incorporate their faith in their business? Is it realistic? Stacey, what do you think? I, I think it's extremely realistic. Um, the best compliment that we ever got is from somebody who said, well, I might not ever, I might not always agree with everything that you stand for and believe in. I know that you're going to be true to your word and, and true to who you are and true to what you believe. Rob, what do you think? Is it realistic? Can a guy eliminate, you know, as guys, we like to compartmental, you know, some of the books say we like to waffle. We like to put things in compartments, our work life, our family life, our sport life. How do we let Christ infuse? Is it realistic to let Christ infuse into all those areas? Uh, I believe so. I see it often. And I, I think it goes back to something I said earlier, being consistent, being true to who you are. If you're true to who you are and you're consistent what you do on a daily basis, there's no way not to be that way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's just such a huge thing. When I look at, there's been so many times in my own life where I have struggled with that balance. When I owned a chain of insurance agencies, when I was when I was running uh, other businesses for other people, just it's so easy to get caught up in the work. Work is work is easy. Having a marriage be steady and fantastic and, and raising kids, that's not near as easy as working. You know, the next part of our program is, is really, it's a, it's a fun part because we highlight a book that it talks right about this subject. This part of the program is brought to you by Karis Christian Books and Gifts. Each week we like to highlight a book that has right to do with our topic. Karis Christian Books and Gifts has been part of the Largo community for over 28 years. Located in the center of the First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks on Ulmerton Road in Largo. Their 2400 foot store is open to the public seven days a week. Check them out online at shopcharis.com. That's shop, C-H-A-R-I-S.com. And be the hundredth person to like I Work For Him on Facebook, and we'll send you a copy of today's book that we've highlighted on our show, Complimentary, uh, complimentary of Karis Christian Books and Gifts. When Work and Family Collide. That's the name of the book. When Work and Family Collide written by Andy Stanley. In Andy Stanley's book, he stresses that the importance of balancing those two areas of our life, we must not cheat our families by spending too many hours at work. He's not suggesting that we should cheat work either. In the book, he shows us how to prioritize our life so that we don't have to cheat in either area. He shares scriptures that focus on work and family that back his thought process, and he even shares tools that he's used in his own life. It's a fantastic book. It's about a three or four hour read, but it's so applicable. Every page you can apply to your own life. You know, next section, next week on our show, I've got... Pete O'Shea and Pastor Fred Hinton. Now, Pete O'Shea, our penultimate radio talk show host for Inspiration AM and the Pete O'Shea Show, and Pastor Fred Hinton with Pastor to Pastor, a Saturday noontime show. We're going to be talking through all about calling and is your job your calling? Listen in as we tear through the subject and break it down. All right, so work versus family. Who's winning? Are you guilty of allowing your job to cheat from your family? Have you ever asked your family if they feel like your job is more important than them? Does your spouse feel cheated by your job and how much time you spend with them? What changes do you need to make tomorrow? Remember, nobody gets to the end of the life. Nobody gets to the end of the life and wishes they would have spent more time at work. You know, I just want to thank Stacy Geyer with Senior Helpers Tampa Bay for being on today's show. Thank you, Stacy, so much. Check out Stacy's website. 
It's great to have you on here, Stacy. Check out your website, SeniorHelpersTampaBay.com. SeniorHelpersTampaBay.com. Yes. All right, fantastic. Stacy. thank you very much. Rod, thank you for coming on the show. People can reach you at amiconeinsurance at aol.com. That's amiconeinsurance at aol.com. And amicone is spelled A-M-I-C-O-N-E, insurance at aol.com. Rod, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Jim. Please check out our website, iworkforhim.com. There are all kinds of great resources on the site and links to all of our show sponsors, including Rod and Stacy. That's iwork4him.com. Please take time to like us on Facebook as well. Just search for I Work For Him. I want people on the show that are learning to allow the transformational power of Jesus Christ to impact their lives, their family, their workplace. I need you to introduce them to me. Email me at jim at iworkforhim.com. That's jim at iworkforhim.com. I need your help to get these people on the show. Thanks to Super J for being an awesome engineer on today's show. She's done a fantastic job. You've been listening to the I Work For Him show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I am a Christ follower. I own my own business, and I'm an employee. I work for him. I want-